Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful, beautiful day? Wherever you are, I hope you take some time out of your day. Take a moment right now to appreciate and be thankful for something, no matter how big or how small. Just breathe it in and breathe it out. Start with gratitude and your day will unfold like magic. Okay, my friends. So for today's episode, I pulled a card from the Lightseer's Tarot deck. And today, the star, number 17 out of the Major Arcana, comes forward to us to send us the guidance that we need for today. Um, And the star has come to us reversed. So let's see what the guidebook says. Shadow side, loss of faith, diminished hope, disappointment, missed opportunities, and despair. Whoa. Mm, that's so, what? I don't want to send that. I don't, yeah. I, there's um, there's a, a funny reel out on Instagram by someone I follow, and he, uh, he did a, a reel where it's like, you know, me pulling tarot cards, and it's like he did a recording of himself just pulling random tarot cards, pulling the card, and then throwing it away, saying, no, that's not the one. Pulling another one, saying, no, that's not the one. And then pulling a third one and be like, yeah, that's the one I want. Yeah, see, the cards know everything. <laughs> the cards never lie, um, which is really funny. But as as much as this uh, is a beautiful card, it is not a an easy one to accept. It's not one to celebrate because we are at a place where we've lost faith in our mission. We've lost faith in ourselves, possibly, or we're losing hope in knowing that we are on the path for our highest good. Maybe there's disappointment. Maybe you received news recently that um, just felt disappointing to you, or you missed an opportunity. You were like, you know, I'm going to do this thing, but then totally forgot about it. And then the deadline passed. Um, Or you're in despair, which is part of being human. So as much as the reverse um, card of the star is not one that we can celebrate, it is important for us to pay attention, to see this card as a reflection of our current circumstances and to know that it's temporary, that even though we are, we might be feeling a loss of faith or hope to know that we can turn it around and that it's not forever. So let's read the guidebook. Sink into the dreamlike inspiration of the star. 
She sends a message of divine timing and renewed hope, and she guides you to reach for that string of serendipity and faith. Now remember, this is talking about the card upright, but there'll be some lessons here for the shadow side. Your future is increasingly bright and you are blessed by the universe. Your core purpose is beginning to bubble at the surface of your reality. And your path is intrinsically tied to your biggest missions and brightest opportunities for expansion. Step onto a path of fulfillment and happiness with starlight to guide you. Allow your innate essence to shine through any residual darkness right now. Uncover any limiting beliefs or self-doubt that you are holding onto. Find the courage to voice any unexpressed emotions and release every bit of outgrown energy that is anchoring you to the past. It is time to release and ascend. As you let go, you will focus on the future, and you will find your biggest source of inspiration and love. The stars are aligning in your favor, and it's time to trust them. And so, even though there isn't anything in the guidebook that talks about how to read this card, that's okay. I'm the reader, right? Um, and so, what I see in this card is all the possibilities that the star card has. All those things that I just read. Wishes are granted, big opportunities are coming through, knowing you're on the right path, renewed hope. So the fact that it comes reversed is just a reflection of where you are now, but we can turn it around. We can turn the card right side up literally, but we can also turn our experience of the moment around. We can, we can turn that loss of hope and loss of faith into renewing that hope and faith to say, Hey, you're not stuck here. You have it within you to shift your perspective, to reframe the situation, to see the lesson that can be learned, or just to feel the feelings and know that those feelings will move through you and then can be released so that you can create more space to receive. Now this week, the big full moon, the beaver moon is happening. Um, and there's also a lunar eclipse and it's happening in Taurus, which is to say that with full moon energies, it is big energy for releasing to create space for all the things, all the magic you want to invite in because it's happening in Taurus there is decisiveness, there is groundedness, there is assurance. So use the earth element of Taurus to help guide you through the waves of this energy that is so powerful and potent. A lot of us feel like we can't sleep. A lot of us feel like we're going through the energetic waves. See if you can tune into your body and root down, pressing both feet on the earth and allow for the earth to hold you up. And that is how you can stay steady through whatever loss of faith, hope, or despair you might be feeling as reflected by this star card. You can renew that hope. You can see new opportunities past the missed ones. Okay. All right, my friends. So that is the card for today. Now I want to talk about this book that I've been reading. Um, it is called how to make the gods work for you. I think that's what it's called. Hold on. Let me, 
Let me look that up. <laughs> Making the God's Work for You by Caroline W. Casey. Now, I'm listening to it on audiobook, and it's it's really great. Uh, she talks about the energies of the planets, um, about astrology, and the energetics of being humans, having, you know, our human experience, and accessing the invisible world through ritual, through mindset, but in a way that I appreciate in a way that feels different from other ways that I've heard it. Um, She has these, I guess, philosophies or principles that she outlines at the start of the book and the way she words it really lands with me. And I wanted to share some of these with you. Um, The first one is believe nothing and entertain possibilities. So when people say, you know, you're not going to believe this or, you know, I believe blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's cool. You know, everyone has a right to believe whatever they want to believe, right? But what happens when you believe something so stalwartly that you close off your perception of possibility? So for example, you know, you can say that I believe that in order to be an artist, you need to be financially insecure. You need to be poor. There's that phrase starving artist, right? And so a lot of people that I know, including myself, have grown up and believed that in order to be a legitimate artist, whatever that means, I'm using air quotes, a good artist, an excellent artist, all these adjectives, right? A successful, quote unquote, successful artist. You have to be starving. You have to be financially insecure. You have to be poor. You have to be the the one waiting tables or, you know, um, working at a coffee shop, making minimum wage or less because the struggle, the financial struggle is part of your input to feed your creativity or some cockamamie thing like that, right? And so what happens is that we fall into this belief system and that is what our life ends up being. We we lose sight of what's possible beyond that. There are plenty of artists who are wealthy, who are abundant. And when I say artists, I mean anyone who creates and expresses. So we can talk about you know, the poets of the world, like myself, or we can talk about the freaking rock stars of the world. Look at Taylor Swift, right? She is an artist. She's not starving. But if we are stuck mentally in that belief system of starving artists, then that's where we're going to stay. You know, maybe Taylor Swift's, you know, I mean, this and this I find true of a lot of um, popular musical artists who make it big is that their mindset is all about believing that they can make it big, that they can be in the spotlight. They can be mainstream. They can make all the money and sign the the record deals. Um, That's the reality they create. So it all comes back to look at your current reality Where are you right now? Just, you know, thinking about not just your financial situation, but your relationships, your job, your fitness, all those categories, right? Look at where you are now in relationship to those things and ask yourself, how did I get here? 
What did I believe? What must have I believed in order to create this current reality for myself? That requires some deep reflection, some brutal honesty, and to understand that you can change your reality just because you're in a situation that you, that's not your dream life, that's not ideal, doesn't mean you're stuck there. It means you need to take a look at what are the thoughts that led you up to this point and into this reality. When you find the source, when you find the root and you look at that path, then you have a starting place and you can then modify your route. You can then start to take a left at the oak tree, or you can start to look up to the sky and say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to go down this path. I'm actually going to take flight. I'm going to look at all the possibilities outside of what I believed because I am closing myself off by sticking with one belief. Now, we're not saying give up all beliefs. We're just saying, we, who's we? (laughs) I'm just saying that we need to pay attention to our belief systems, that we need to be more intentional about what we believe to be true so that we can create the reality that our heart desires. What we want has been placed on our heart by the divine. What we want isn't always the same thing as what other people want. When we truly think and feel into what is on our heart, what we want doesn't always resonate with what other people want. You know, I want freaking ube cake. But someone who's not familiar with ube isn't going to want that. But even if they were, I mean, that's a silly, that's a silly example. But, you know, just think about food, how people have preferences over others, right? Some people love ube, some people don't. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's personal preference, right? So whatever is on your heart, whatever you desire is personal to you. And it's your mission, if we want to use the word mission, to go get it, to go create that life that you desire, to go manifest that life you desire by taking a look at the beliefs that brought you to this current reality and then changing them. First, we got to let the beliefs go, nothing like the full moon and eclipse to do that so that you can create space for the new beliefs to come in. So getting back to this book, another... um, I guess, philosophy that she offers is that it's better to create prophecy than live in prediction. So what if we were all prophets? What if we all saw the vision of our future lives? We already knew what it looked like. How can we create that? How can we live that vision? It's so interesting because we, we, again, I don't know why I keep using the word we. (laughs) Lots of people understand what a vision is, right? Vision statement, dreams, I have a vision for my life, you know, those kinds of things. But when you put the word profit in front of that, 
when you imagine yourself as a prophet, there's a magical element to that where it's like, oh, there's possibility here. I can create the now to match the vision of the future that I have received because I am divinely guided because I have a connection to source. And so instead of living in that prediction of like, oh yeah, you're a poet, you must be poor. You must be that starving artist. Instead of listening to that, can you say, no, 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 I am the prophet who comes from the Pleiades, the seven sisters, also known as the seven muses. And I've come to prophesize that poetry is going to be wildly successful, that all poets will be wildly rich and abundant, both in money and in love and joy and all the things that are expansive and fantastic. That is what I prophesize. And so imagine that. Imagine you're a prophet and that's what you proclaim to everybody. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to create that reality. And yeah, you can do you can do the 3D stuff. You know, you can find your ways to, to create that stuff. That's that's a little harder, but it is still part of the human experience to do the 3D things like, you know, submit your work. Well, first you got to write, right? You got to write the poems, but submit your work, talk to literary um, editors, talk to agents, maybe not really for poetry, but we'll just say for the sake of this hypothetical, you know, you do the steps that you think you need to do in order to be quote unquote successful, but you also have to do the energetic work, the spiritual work to believe that you are worthy of abundance, that you are worthy of success, that you are worthy of your work, your art to be well received by everyone, by the whole world. Think about that. How many poets feel humbled when their work is read by someone other than their relatives? Imagine how a poet must feel when thousands upon thousands or even hundreds of thousands of people read their work and leave all these amazing comments in their inbox like this is beautiful where have you been all my life I mean imagine how amazing that must feel but if the poet is not ready to receive that because of the belief system that I'm a starving artist I must you know, be poor or whatever, that person's going to have a hard time letting it in. And so we need to shift the mindset at the identity level. We need to release and peel away that starving artist identity and step into a new one. Step into, I am the wealthy, abundant bard, I like that word bard, (laughs) poet of New Jersey, I'll just say. Y'all know that I 
I live in New Jersey. So, you know, or the United States, you know, and I am well known and people want to pay me for speaking or writing poems on the spot for them, whatever it is, you know, your mind can help you adjust to that, stepping into the future identity of yourself, the future version of yourself that feels successful. And once you can embody that new identity, that future version of yourself, watch out, you will start to see things popping up into your life. Things that come out of left field that you're like, wait, what? Things that maybe are obvious left field things like, hey, this big opportunity is coming your way. There's a giant well-known editor that wants to take your poetry collection and publish it in one of the major publishing houses. Wait, what? Really? How did that happen? You know? But then there's also the more subtle opportunities that'll start to float in. Maybe it's a conversation with somebody. Maybe it's a flyer in your mailbox. Maybe it's an inadvertent, you know, random chit-chat conversation with somebody at the Starbucks. You don't know. But what you need to do is cultivate awareness to pay attention to the magic that's happening all around. And so my friends, it's really about shifting your identity to embody the version of you that you most desire, the version of you that lives your dream life. So taking the example of the starving poet, right? The starving artist. The dream life is to be able to live without having to worry about where the next paycheck's coming, to live in financial freedom so that one can have the space to create, to sit and experiment, to read books, to look at more art, to play with materials like paint and markers or clay or whatever it is, but to have that space and peace of mind to do the art that this starving artist has been called to do without having to worry about starving. Do you know what I mean? So if one can imagine that, if one can embody that, then the universe will work to line things up to create that into reality. I'm thinking of the star card again. And I want to say, don't lose hope. Your current reality, your current situation, if you are dissatisfied with it, is not set in stone. It is up to you to shift who you are being towards the version of you that you most desire. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that even mean? Well, you can start by dressing the part. What does your ideal version of you wear? And I'm not saying go and buy expensive clothes or whatever it is, but how do they dress? You know, what do they eat for breakfast? 
What's their morning routine? Do they meditate in the morning? Do they do yoga? Do they journal? What other ways does this ideal version of yourself embody the dream? What do they eat? How do they make decisions? That last one is really interesting because I know for some decisions are hard. Lots of indecision. If I do this, what's going to happen? If I do that, I don't know. Which way do I go? I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, when you decide, definitively decide, there is no wrong choice. You will get information that is useful no matter what. So decide like the most authentic dream life version of you would do. You know, the question is like, you know, what would future Leslie Ann, who is successful and has like a best-selling book on the New York Times bestseller list, what would she do in this situation? How would she make this decision? Would she even struggle with making this, this decision? What is her writing routine? What does she read? What time does she get up in the morning? What time does she go to bed? These are questions to ask yourself as you explore how to embody the identity of your most ideal version of yourself. Live in the life of the dreams that are on your heart. Remember, you are a prophet, which means that you can create the life that you want. All right, my friends. That is what I've got for you today. Um, So I'll close the episode with a poem because I love this book so much. And, you know, I am a poet. Uh, A poem from The World I Leave You, Asian American Poets on Faith and Spirit. And this poem, oh, it's too long. I can't read all that. Here's this. Oh, I like this one. I like the title. All right. This is by Benjamin Nakahasebi Kingsley. This this poem is called Jesus in a Jar of Mayonnaise. How's that for a title? Why they call it Miracle Whip. My daughter, age four, chops her hands. She, a real know-it-all, like she's fixing to put this motherless kitchen back in order. Why don't you watch me turn this whip into wine, I'll say. Anything gets her smiling. Like Jesus, my daughter inhales, as if she just found sanctification at the bottom of this conversation's cereal box. You think Jesus is in that jar of mayonnaise? My mother said God ain't. Have no white man's face. But I still picture him white as mayonnaise, some fool lifting him up, that sour wine, that vinegary sponge on a tree branch saying, here boy, drink. So that night I pick up Nutella for supper. We spread it around real thick, our ham cheese sandwiches, proper dripping, no substitutionary soybean oil, egg, 
vinegar, water. Nutella is a miracle, says my daughter. Yeah, mama, I say back. Mm, I love that. Oh, love that. All right, my friends. Wishing you all the beautiful power of the full moon to help you release once and for all the heaviness, the dead weight, the things that don't serve you, that don't help you expand and grow. Let the full moon release that for you. And until next time, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.